Welcome to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine health research digested for you. Swine Health Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like United Animal Health, scientifically better. Learn more at unitedanh.com. At JBI, we apply biosecurity innovation and expertise to keep your operations safe. SCA Ventilation and Management Solutions, made for farmers by farmers since 1966. Elbiotics, the postbiotic pioneer that helps maintain a healthy gut in pigs. Beringer Ingelheim, through innovative solutions, cutting-edge research, and world-class experts, Beringer Ingelheim helps producers operate with complete confidence. Learn more at swineresource.com. My name is Dr. Clayton Johnson, and I'm your host for today's episode. Joining me on the podcast is Dr. Joel Sparks. Dr. Sparks is a practitioner like myself, and he's going to share with us today practitioner's perspective about uh, whole genome sequencing for PERS viruses specifically, uh, and give us uh, some case studies of how, how he's actually using that technology to help producers do a better job manage PERS. Joel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for being here. And why don't we kick it off um, with giving the audience a little bit of introduction, um, who you are and what you do. Oh, hey, sure thing. Thank, thanks for that, Clayton. And uh, thank you for having me on today. So um, background on myself, grew up in Southwest Michigan, undergraduate at uh, Michigan State University. My passion for pigs took me out to uh, Iowa State for veterinary school. And then um 2015, joined on with AMVC and have been working um, based out of Indiana, but with farms in the surrounding states here, um, enjoying the uh, practitioner side of life. Very good. And in, in, well, in Indiana, now you moved there from Iowa, you don't have to deal with PERS anymore, right? You moved away from, from Iowa and Pig Central, and Indiana's got to be PERS free, I would think. I, I wish I could say that's the case, but unfortunately, it's not. <laughs> yeah, understandable. You know, we uh, had a, a wonderful podcast here a couple episodes ago, Joel, um, with Dr. Daniel and Harace and Giovanni Trevisan, and they talked about the nuts and bolts of uh, whole genome sequencing for PERS. I don't think we're going to get that technical, but but in case the audience is interested in some background, check out that previous podcast with Daniel and Giovanni. Uh, we're going to pivot a little bit from that podcast and try to apply the science that they brought to us. You know, there's a diagnostic capability there, uh, but you, you know the old rule of diagnostics, Joel. Don't do the test unless you have a plan for the results either way. So let's just start there, Joel, as you think about whole genome sequencing for PERS. How does it influence decisions you're going to make when it comes to purse management? How does it better help you answer questions that are important to the producers you're working with? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I think I'll just maybe pause a little bit and preface that with uh, biosecurity and husbandry. If I could put it in two words there, um, because if we can live without purse, that's far better than having to deal with it. So um, biosecurity and then if we do get a disease, PERS or something else, good husbandry, good care of the animal will help get us back to where we need to so much quicker than if it were the than the opposite. So, you know, I, I think I'd be remiss to, you know, jump into a talk here about PERS virus on the pr practitioner side and and not emphasize the importance of biosecurity and then and good husbandry in this. So um, but back to uh, PERS virus and and molecular testing surrounding that. So if for whatever reason, maybe surveillance or general diagnostics, 
we'll get some samples, send those off to the lab and, you know, commonly would order like a PERS PCR, right? And that's just to see if there's genetic material there or not. You get a positive and, and like you said, you don't run a test unless you have a plan with it. So most cases we want to know more about that positive. And up to this point, we've, we've been very common with doing ORF5 sequencing. And that basically we, PCR tells us, hey, yes, there's genetic, there's genetic material from PERS virus there. Um, or five sequencing then tells us what the genetic code is for that small segment. But the, the thing with that is, you know, or five, it's only about 600 nucleotides, 4, 4% of the whole genome. The whole PERS genomes around 15,100 base pairs. So, um, you know, what we can do now with next generation sequencing is we can, we can try, we can attempt to cover that whole, recover that whole genome, all, all of those 15,000 some uh, nucleotides and, and understand the code of the genetic virus better. So, um, you know, within next generation sequencing, if we are able to recover the whole PERS virus uh, code, that's, the, that's whole genome sequencing. Um, if we run this next generation sequencing and we only get fragments of it, we still have information, but we, the, those are called contigs. And then we're able to, you know, work with those. Um, and so what we've got, so say we've got that PCR positive, we order the sequencing on it, we get the information back. You know, now we, we, have, we have a bunch of letters in a, in a different arrangement. And, that's, and then we, um, at least in my case, then I'll, I'll reach out to uh, somebody in the diagnostic lab. You know, you mentioned Dr. Giovanni Trevisant. He's been a huge help in this with me. I'll get that, this giant genome sequence and then say, hey, can you help me? He'll get that, put it into software program. And then what we need, what we have at this point is then we just, we can compare it to another virus, whether that's a vaccine virus or a, um, another field virus that we have in our database, or maybe they have somewhere else. So, um, that's, that's what, you know, whole next generation sequencing is with PERS virus. And then, um, you know, I've got, I do have a, you know, a couple cases where this uh, diagnostic approach has brought things to life um, a little better. But again, basically when I'm in a, dealing with a case and I get that PERS virus positive and I'm asking myself the question, do I sequence or not? And do I do next generation sequencing or not? I really ask myself, you know, do I need better detail for now or possibly later uh, to this case and, and where we might go? Well, let's talk about your cases, Joel, and, and how are you applying this in the field? If you've got some examples on specific situations where you were able to get the whole genome and compare it to, to previous whole genome sequences, presumably from the same farm, how, how have you seen that be beneficial? Yeah, so I've got, I do have one case um, where, and it's more vaccine virus related, but it's, it's a case um, where a sow farm, uh, about this time a year, a year ago, um, got a call and there were some mild clinical signs. It's kind of sounded like PERS, wasn't real sure, but we we're going to do the diagnostic workup and figure out what we had. So we did get, um, some PCR positives and as normal, we say, okay, well, let's run the or five sequencing. And, and we did. And w what we got back was that it was a 98.7, um, relatedness to a vaccine virus, but it was a vaccine virus that we had retired from using at the farm for about a year. And that just looked really odd. We, we thought, why would this show up? 
And it, again, it was 98.7 on OR5, and the diagnostic lab will put a label of wild type at that. It's, you know, it's kind of arbitrary whether they say vaccine-like or, or wild type-like, but that's, that's the label it got. So we attempted the next generation sequencing, and, and then in that, it brought light to it because um, when we got that information back, again, same case, um, that the next generation sequencing showed us uh, that it was on the whole, if you're looking at all the nucleotides, it was 95.1% similar to the vaccine that the South Arm was using. And that, that made more sense. Still, still some variance there. It wasn't 100%. It was 95.1, but it made a, a lot more sense than our original sample, uh, our original uh, result. And then that, that retired, I'll, I'll call it the retired vaccine that we had stopped using a year ago. On whole genome, it was still showing up, but there was only um, like an 88.4 similarity when looking at that. So again, it was just now we're increasing the power of our microscope to analogously speak to that, that, um, you know, we have, we can see better now. Um, and, and in this, it did help us do some decision making as far as what are we going to do? Where, where did this come from? And, and wh what are we going to do moving forward? Complete ventilation and farm management solutions from SCOV optimize your pig production. Having SCOV as a partner provides you with reliable, high-quality solutions. Visit scov.com for more information. JBI helps swine producers fight against harmful pathogens with the forming power of D7 disinfectant. JBI helps treat or prevent costly outbreaks and assure eco-friendly biosecurity on farm and transport. Safe and effective against PED, PRRS, E. coli, Salmonella, and other illness-causing pathogens. D7 is non-toxic, providing a safer environment for your employees, low corrosive to equipment, and breaks down biofilms. Learn more at jbidistributors.com. And, and I would assume it helps you a little bit from a prognosis standpoint, uh, especially when we're dealing with diseases like PERS that are no fun. Sometimes, sometimes as any health professional, you just have to give bad news, right? And we don't have a silver bullet in the gun that's going to fix this. But the prognosis and how bad it's going to be is critically important. If it's a big producer, they may just need to know how many pigs do I need to get to backfill this hole that's coming at me. But uh, do you think that's potentially a, a longer term value proposition with the whole genome sequencing as well, that as we better understand the, uh, the differences and isolates that are out there, whether it's a vaccine virus or not, that we can help producers to maybe project what sort of impact we might see based on the whole genome sequence? Yes, yes, I do. When well said on your comments there. Um, and I, you know, I do see that as, as a future piece about it, um, you know, Talking to uh, Dr. J.Q. Zhang there at Iowa State, he recently shared at the uh, Iowa State McKean Swine Disease Conference that, you know, the nasty 174L1A, that PERS strain that is a nasty strain, and the, the nasty 144L1C variant, two that have a bad reputation um, amongst producers across the nation, um, those two nasty strains, they share a common 100 amino acid deletion when you look at their genome. So there's this commonality that these two these two virulent strains share. And I just think as we continue to build the um, next generation sequence database, and as we understand things like that better, then it will help us to be more um, more predictive and and help us to better control and eliminate um, things like PERS virus in, in this case. 
Excellent. Very uh, applied, Joel. Um, great job using the, the tools that are out there and being on the cutting edge with applying those tools. I want to thank you, uh, Joel, for coming on to the show today and sharing your thoughts with us and to, to our audience. Thank you for listening to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast. If you haven't checked out our website, please go check it out. Um, you can see uh, some of our older podcasts there. Uh, if you haven't heard the one on uh, whole genome sequencing with Giovanni and Daniel from ISU, please check that one out. It's a great companion to, to this one with Dr. Sparks. Uh, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you won't miss out on any of our future episodes. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Dr. Joel, for coming on. And to our audience, we will see you next week. Hey, everyone. We're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine health-related research trial and would like to come on the show to talk about it with me and share it with our audience, feel free to send an email to healthblackbelt at swineit.com. And we would love to take a look at your research.